What is up? Welcome back to the Pack Center Podcast, your one-stop shop for anything Nevada Athletics, episode 158. I'm your host, Matt Hannifin. I'm here with my co-host, Isaiah Bros. Isaiah, what's going on, man? Doing good as always. How are you doing, more importantly? I'm doing all right, doing all right. Um, just living, midterms, uh, tired, midterms. Cold Ooh. weather. Yeah, cold weather, not great. Um I think it's supposed to get warmer over the weekend, though. I think it's supposed to be like 70 here or something like that. Well, or close to it, um, but it, then it's going to go back to cold. Um, but anyways, uh, let's jump into this fall sports recap. Um, we actually have a, like a decent amount to get to today. Um, of course, we're going to like end it with football and basketball and all that. But uh, softball, they're playing like these. They have these the fall softball schedule. Um it's only like I want to say like six or seven games, something like that. Um, but they played two softball scrimmages, or they played two scrimmages against William Jessup over the weekend. Um, there was no scores posted at all where I could find. I mean, they had two games against Southern Oregon a couple of weeks ago where um, Nevada won both of them, nine zero and ten to four. And then uh, volleyball, they lost again. They are now. 0-7 in Mountain West play. They lost to Colorado State, one of the better teams in the Mountain West, and then they lost to um, Fresno State, or Wyoming, excuse me, um, 3-0. They lost 3-0 in both games. They got swept. Um, Nevada's now 0-7. They're 3-15 in total. It's just not good, man. It's not what you want. It's rough. Yeah. It's a rough going. I, I mean, it starts... I know we keep saying it's not the start we want. Well, it's no longer not the start. <laughs> it's just not the season we want. Yes, at this we're point. in the middle of the season. It's not the season we want. It's not the season we'd hope for. But oh well. Yeah, um, women's golf. They finished tenth in amongst fifteen teams in the Ron Moore Women's Intercollegiate Tournament um, in Denver over the weekend. Victoria Gailey um, finished in the top ten. Her second top ten finish of the year. She finished two under par. Um, Leah John finished two over par. Um, three other Mountain West programs did compete in the tournament. Uh, Nevada was second of those four. Um, Hawaii was tied for seventh, plus 14, or 14 over par. Colorado State was 21 over par, and then Wyoming was 33 over par. Yeah, carrying it on with men's golf. I know they finished third among 15 teams in the Wolfpack Classic earlier this week, so that was kind of their first home meet that you could say, and uh Top five went New Mexico, San Francisco, Nevada, UCLA, and San Jose State. New Mexico took the whole thing with 14 under par, but Nevada finished third at 13 over par, so pretty darn good performance. I mean, you'll take that finish to start, uh, not start the year, but just kind of have one of your first home meets of the season here, so that's pretty positive. Women's soccer, building up some momentum. Yeah, oh Love yeah. Love to see it. Uh, after yeah. tying New Mexico on Friday, 1-1, to one, the Wolfpack won yet again. Beat SDSU over the weekend three to two, behind three second half goals. Um, just a big big time performance. Defense is getting better. Uh, Nevada had eleven shots with four on goal compared to SDSU's twelve shots with six on goal. So you know you look at the box score, you think how the heck, you know it's a pretty close game, all in all. But Nevada pulled away and yeah, SDSU's they were, I mean, they were pretty down. good. Yeah, they were I mean, down two zero. Yeah, I mean, entered the game 4-1 and one in Mountain West Conference play, SDSU, and 6-7 and seven overall. They were stringing together some dominant performances, but, I mean, pretty darn good couple slate of games considering how poorly and how rough Nevada women's soccer got on. So, I mean, you'll take that any day of the week. Yeah, I think they've tied or won 
each of their last four or something like that. Big positives. Yeah, I, I big like pos- how we ended it on a positive note for that one. Yeah. I like that one. And then uh, Nevada football. Um, what a destruction, dude. We kind of called that one. <laughs> I mean, Didn't you? And I think if you go back to the previous pod, you said something along the lines of like 42, 45, 28 or something no, like that. No, I had, I had, I think it was 42, 24, 42, 21. I can't remember. It's, it was it's closer age, than I had it. It's ages ago, but. Um, I didn't think it was, I honestly didn't think it was going to be a blowout. I really didn't. I mean, I thought it was going to be, okay, let me rephrase that. I didn't think it was going to be like, yeah, Nevada's rolling over like 55, like 14. Like, I didn't think it was going to be like that because, um, New Mexico, at least in their previous four, New Mexico state, excuse me, in their previous four, uh, games against mountain bus opponents. Cause they had four before they played Nevada, which is like an odd schedule for an independent, but Nevertheless, they had four. Um, they were, like, pretty competitive in them. Like, their most recent game, they lost to San Diego State, or not San Diego State, San Jose State by a touchdown. Like, they had some pretty close performances. I want to say they covered the spread in at least in all of them. And actually, they kind of did. They did in this game, too, which is, like, funny. They had, like, the backdoor cover. Um, but anyways, Nevada won 55-28 um, behind six touchdown passes from Carson Strong. Um, the most since any Nevada quarterback since 1995 when Mike Maxwell had seven twice um, against UNLV and uh, Lafayette. So, I mean, it's it was a pretty – and it was it, – what makes it even the more remarkable is how, like, rough of a start Nevada got off to. Because it was just, like – it was sluggish. I mean, Strong got sacked a couple of times. They couldn't get the run game going at all, like – Strong, the second play of the game, he threw a pick that was tipped off of um, – I can't remember who it was tipped off of. I want to say it was Stovall and, like, one of the defensive backs deflected it and it landed in the safety hands. Like, it was just a rough all-around start. And, um, I mean, I guess there was – I don't want to speculate. A little bit of a hangover effect from Boise State, maybe something like that. Um, but then they just completely flipped the switch. Um in the second quarter, and they rattled off 28 points in the second quarter alone. I mean, it, Nevada was trailing 7-3 to three at the end of the first quarter. Carson Strong was like 2 of 5 with like 11 yards and a pick. He is like 14 of 16 with like 220 or so yards or something ridiculous with four touchdown passes. Nevada just, they were really, they were really like attacking them but in the short game like they were doing a lot of just simplified passes and reads and they were doing a lot of quick screens and swing passes and it wasn't a lot of like I'm going to heave it 50 yards down the field I mean had, I know they had that 65 yard at a Stovall but it was just a dominant second quarter in Nevada really didn't look back I mean we did see Clay Millen and Nate Cox in the third quarter like midway through the like it was like five minutes left and they were coming in I mean that's how it was like 45 7 at that point. And Nevada was just trying to get its run from some of its other backup quarterbacks and thus backup players. But um, dominant all around performance. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you kind of said the hangover effect because it looked like Nevada was a little bit slow coming out the gate. But a little, yeah. That changed immediately. Yeah. And yeah, Carson Strong, talk about filling up the stat sheet. Holy moly. <laughs> Six touchdowns. That's a lot of touchdowns. I mean, you are accountable, excluding the extra point on all of them, for 36 points. It's a lot of points. I mean, that in itself can beat an opponent. So, 
once again, this offense, we're really seeing what it's capable of. And even without the presence of Elijah Cooks, yeah. we're seeing receivers step up. We're seeing, you know, I know you mentioned Stovall. Um, I mean, Turner's still playing well. Dubs is still a threat, even though he didn't play yeah, he last didn't week. Play. He didn't play. No. So that's been weird. But I think he's back. I think he's going to be back this week, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I was in... I was uh, coincidentally, I was in the car last night when they were doing the coaches show, and he said that Norvell was saying that he was just. Ding- I mean, he said it in the post game too, but Romeo was dinged up a little bit during practice, and um, he's hopefully they're hopefully able to get him back um, this week. I mean, it was just a weird because I mean, it was it was unannounced before the game, um, which is kind of frustrating uh, covering college athletics. I mean, these some of these injuries, they're just we don't know until like kickoff and it's just like, Oh wait, so-and-so's not playing. But um, yeah, dubs was announced uh, on the sidelines and street clothes and the receivers did a very good job of stepping up and filling his shoes. I mean, at Stovall had 155 yards on seven catches, his first career touchdown on a 65 yarder. That was his first career game of like 90 plus receiving yards, or at least it was his first hundred yard receiving game. And he had 155 um, Turner, as you mentioned, had a great game. He had uh, two catches for 26 yards, but both of them were touchdowns. Um, Justin Lockhart had 103 yards and seven catches and a touchdown. It was Nevada's first game of the year where they've had two 100-yard receivers in a single game. So, um, yeah, they just did a great job of filling in uh, for Dubs and for Cooks. And hopefully, I mean, I obviously hope Dubs comes back this week. That's no question about it. But like, if he is out, like, hopefully we get to see another performance like that from Nevada's deep, deep, deep receiving core. Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, we talked about some of the guys who can step up in Cook's absence, and you mentioned him with Stovall, with Lockhart, heck, even Toy Horton. I mean, a lot of talented guys on this roster, and Strong shares the love every single game. He doesn't just hone in on one target or anything, and that's been the the threat of this offense. Um, you know, we really got to see the air attack this week, as you well mentioned. Hence, six touchdowns off the arm of Strong, but it was a little weird seeing the running game not not getting going all that much, considering what we did to Boise State, but just kind of shows the versatility of our offense in some ways. I mean, I know he came with more of a balanced approach, you can argue, last week, but I mean, we're still explosive nonetheless, and we kind of tore apart that secondary. So that was another interesting observation I came away with. They were just giving us screens. Like, they were just, I mean... I guess understandably so. They were playing seven, eight, nine yards off the line. Um, when you do that, well, because they don't want to get beat when you do that. Nevada's just going to go to the to the smoke screen, the, the quick screen, the screen screen, whatever screens you want to call it. The screen, yeah, screen door, yeah, whatever screens they want to use in um, that scenario is Nevada just used, and it was very, very effective. The entire night, just a lot of short passes. They weren't, they weren't doing too much. And then, of course, as we saw in the Stovall 65-yard touchdown, they faked a screen pass. Stovall went on a real route. They found him, and Stovall made an incredible run. So um, just little little stuff like that can set up uh, other opportunities. But it was just yeah. – and then, of course, like as I mentioned, Strong, he was 23 of 30 – or 23 of 27 for 366 yards and six touchdowns and – from the second quarter on. Like, that's insane. Yeah, that's just 
absurd. <laughs> Final line was absurd. His halftime stats were pretty absurd. It's just absurd all around. Dare I say the game was closer than the score? Yes. Yeah, especially after that first quarter. Yeah, you could say that. I mean, well, like I'm just saying that because, again, New Mexico State had a few garbage time touchdowns. They had one with like six seconds left in the game, <laughs> which ruined a lot of betters' nights. If you had Nevada minus 28 and a half or minus 28, whatever the spread was, sorry, that that definition of a bad beat right there. Wonder if I want I don't. At least I didn't see anything about it. I wonder if I made a SVP's bad beat segment on SportsCenter. No free ads, but um, I wonder. I wonder if it did. I, who knows? But it, listen, if he was looking for one, or if he needed an extra one, that was certainly it. Um, and then Nevada this week. You want to just go? Do you want to just jump into this week? Yeah, wasn't, let's do it. Let's do it. Liable. Also, New Mexico State. That's Nevada's last official non-conference game of the year um so now nevada will be officially in full throttle on conference play it's a big big i don't not big week but like just a big like set ahead of us we have hawaii this next week at home and then we travel to the oh oh so uh joyful fresno state um on the road and then i think we have unlv um in nevada day weekend and then we just jump into like San Diego State, San Jose State. I don't think I'm rattling this off in order at all, but <laughs> I'm just naming opponents. Like Nevada has a pretty big slate up ahead of them. Um, question, Isaiah: Should we bring out the blue cannon for Hawaii? Every single every single game, we should bring out the blue cannon. Every single one, especially what Hawaii did to us on the road last year. Yeah, kind I know of we should bring out the cannon. turned our season. I'm not trying to say on a tag because we got another bad loss after that, but I was like, whoa, that's what happens when you it go was to Hawaii. Just a complete. What's the word I'm looking? It was for? weird. It was well. It was weird in the sense that like no energy. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of energy. No, I it mean just, it, just ask Fresno State. I mean it. It, it happens. <laughs> it happens when you go there. Well, it's like they completely walled off Nevada's passing game, and it was like Nevada, like not really scrambling, but it was just trying to figure out a formula that wasn't throwing the ball fifty yards down the field every single time for a touchdown. I mean, Nevada only scored twenty one points. That was their lowest up to that point. They only had. Like two hundred yards passing, it and wasn't. They they had a pretty kind of. It was it was their obviously their worst performance up to that point, but it wasn't anything to write home about. Even though it was a three point game. Yeah, I mean, just as a whole, I think Nevada can not only look into the game film, but I think they kind of learned and improved to this sure. point because sure. I think we're starting to see a little bit more balance to the offense. We don't really need to always rely on a sixty five yard bomb strong to dubs or anything like that. Obviously, we still see spurts of it, but not as consistently as we did last year, which was absurd in itself. But Yeah, last year was... A little bit wild. more balanced to the offense, and I think this being a home contest is huge in a lot of ways. And I think... I don't know. I'm already putting together a prediction, but I, I really do think Nevada handles this one. Let's just hope Nevada doesn't get gassed by 51 this time. No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, well... I mean, I don't think anyone thought thought about it at that time either but uh i i just cole mcdonald had, had other wait was it cole mcdonald it then? was it was wasn't it was yes. it yeah it was mcdonald he had he went 25 of 30 for 312 yards and four touchdowns yep that's and the difference maker christian solano and carson strong combined to go 18 of 31 for 
quick math in my head, 105 yards. Ugly. You remember with the two, day. With two interceptions and no touchdowns. Shout out Christian Solano. Those days were rough. You know what? He got some down on his feet. He was productive on the ground. Yeah, there were times where he was our leading rusher. I don't know why <laughs> don't we're talking remember. about Christian Solano right yeah, now. Yeah, I do remember that. That Fresno State game. Ugh. Anyways. What Fresno State game? From two years ago at home, 2019. Oh, boy. It was like 32 degrees outside. Nobody's in the stands. and. Oh, and yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah, brutal. I, yeah, I, I was happy to be Yeah, I remember. I was actually, yeah. I was in the press room. Yeah, I was. I think we were both happy to be up there. Anyways. <laughs> No, I mean, just back to Hawaii. I, yeah, was that the one where it was raining? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yep. 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 Anyways, back to Hawaii <laughs> where it's not raining and it's usually uh, sunshine and a paradise and beaches and stuff. Um, but that's not going to be in Hawaii. It's going to be in freezing cold, kind of cold for Saturday, probably not really. I mean, it's going to be 7.30 at night, so it's probably going to be cold. Um, what are your? What are you looking out for in this game? I'm looking out for the run game. I really think if Hawaii instituted the same beat us with the run, no deep passes allowed like they did last year at home, and Nevada kind of fell into their laps in that regard and fell early and didn't really get it going, I really think it has to rely on the run, if that's the case. I mean, I really think in one way or another, the offense has to churn out yards and keep the ball in their hands and maybe chew up some clock and really see what's going on. Another thing is battle of the trenches, especially on the defensive end. I just trying to make more plays. I know we've seen, you know, certainly spurts of it this year, but nothing seriously consistently. This could be a battle that they win up front and make some plays on their end as well. But I'm expecting, you know, just a home atmosphere coming off a four and one record right now, which you'll absolutely take. Two nice wins. Um, you know, a dominant offensive performance. I'm I still think Nevada keeps the chains rolling, as they would say. You know, okay, before I go on, do you know one thing we just haven't really talked about on this podcast? Can you can you guess? Norvell. No. No. I'm saying on the field, like play on the field, like a certain area on the field where we just haven't really talked about. It the offensive towards, line? Not the offensive line. No, an area where it's, like one of the leading successes in the entire nation. Red zone. But not red zone. Am I getting close? No, you're not. Just the defensive line. Um, Isaiah, I don't know if you knew this, but Nevada is second in the nation in sacks and second in the nation. Or no, they're top three in the nation in sacks, top three in the nation in sacks per game um, with 22. Um, a big reason for that is the play of Tristan Nichols, Dom Peterson, and Sam Hammond. Tristan Nichols, who still for some reason isn't even listed on the depth chart, leads the entire team in sacks with six. Um, he's forced two fumbles. He forced one um, against Boise State. Uh, of course, he had that one against Idaho State where Dom returned it for a touchdown. He had a sack, I believe, in this in Nevada's most recent game in Nevada. Uh, for the second straight game, by the way, Nevada had six consecutive sacks. I don't know if that's pretty impressive. Um, I mean, we just haven't seen it. We didn't see a lot of that last year at all. And um, I want to say it was Dom. Someone was quoted saying after that it just makes it so much easier uh, to succeed because of what Nichols is doing. Um, 
but Sam Hammond and Dom have both gotten or both have at least three sacks. Peterson has three and a half. Uh, Hammond has four. Um, again, Dom had that fumble recovery for a touchdown. I mean, this has just been a remarkable kind of thing that we just really haven't talked about. I mean, we talked about it at the beginning of the year. They needed to create more havoc plays defensively. And they have. Well, by golly, are they creating <laughs> havoc plays? It's been the biggest difference. I'm like, I'm glad you brought that up because it deserves way more attention. Yeah. They're playing, man. All three of those guys. That's a three-headed monster. Well, that and it's just it's helping everyone else out because it's like they create, they they draw attention and they create these gaps for like guys like Henley or uh, like Jack Powers or something like that to go through, and it just creates, it makes it easier for the rest of the blitzers if there is any, um, or even like the rest of the defensive line like Zach uh, Mahana or um, Cameron Tumor. Like it makes it just so much. It makes it – it just creates more opportunities for these guys to succeed. Um, Christopher Love, like, it makes it – it makes it easier. And um, it's been really impressive just to see how aggressive they've been with Ward this year um, and how successful they've been, most importantly. Yeah, the defense has stepped up. It's taken some load off of Strong and the rest of the offense. And, yeah, it all starts with that defensive line play. It's been very, very impressive. Expect it to continue versus Hawaii for sure. Do you have another thing you're watching out for? No, no. Those are kind of the two key things. I think it'll go our way, too. Is there anything in particular you're looking out for? Hmm. What am I looking out for? I have to think for a moment. I would say how Dubs looks, first and foremost. Um, What type of snap share he receives. I want to say, I also want to look, I want to Nevada's offense in general because Hawaii's been outstanding at taking away turnovers. I mean, I know we talked about it when Boise State, when we played Boise State, how Nevada need to take care of the ball. Well, fun fact, Hawaii and Boise State are tied for the lead for the conference lead in turnovers force this year. Both of them have forced 16 turnovers. Um, Nevada did a pretty good job of taking care of the ball against Boise State. I wonder if that success kind of translate uh, here. Um, and last but not least, Hawaii might be playing two quarterbacks, which is, like, kind of funky. Um, Chevin Cordero was hurt against Fresno State two weeks ago. Um, oh, by the way, Hawaii, we talked about it before, but Hawaii knocked off Fresno State um, at the, in Hawaii. Um, Hawaii's coming off a bye week. Um, but Cordero was hurt against Fresno State. It was announced minutes before the game that true freshman Braden Shager um, – got the start and he was I mean he was like as good as you would want um from a true freshman making his first career start he was 11 to 27 um had two touchdowns late in the game he he, I mean it was it was also kind of wild because Hawaii forced six turnovers against Fresno State Hainer had the two picks the forced fumble he accounted for five of them um there was another fumble later in the game but it was still six turnovers in this in a over a course of 48 minutes will obviously shift a game and you're not going to win. Obviously you're not going to win a lot of games if that happens. Um, And so I guess that's probably a little bit of an anomaly for Fresno state, but nonetheless Fresno state committed six turnovers against Hawaii's defense. So um, I'm, I'm looking out for like all three of those kind of jumbled together, but like I I'm, I'm looking out for not, not all three of them, but the latter two do I'm looking out for Dubs' health just to see what, what he looks like, uh, 
and then I want to see how Nevada's how Nevada reacts to probably the different coverages and stuff that Hawaii is going to throw at them. See if they can force some turnovers. I'm I'm going to be looking out for Nevada's ball security and the quarterback situation that Hawaii is going to have in this game. Yeah, those are my three. I mean, those are all key points to certainly keep an eye on, and you know, overall, I think. Nevada can exploit a few things on both sides of the ball, and if that certainly happens, you know, there's not a team in this conference I wouldn't pick over them if a few things go their way early and they play with a lead with how aggressive they've been playing, Nevada speaking. so Hawaii's had eight interceptions and eight fumbles recovered this year, so take care of the ball. Playmaking defense. It'll be interesting to see, you know, who comes out on top in that regard. What's your prediction? I'm going to go 31 31- 21 Nevada um, proved a five five and one. You know I was thinking 28, but I think I'm gonna push it over the 30 mark and maybe special teams chips in a couple times because they've been great this year. And um, overall, maybe one of those games kind of like last week where it's closer than the box score shows. Maybe a couple scores late, but I'm expecting just Nevada being at home, having that momentum already, big time. I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep rolling with Nevada. I'm going to keep rolling. It doesn't take uh, two people like us, two, two, I don't I'm not going to say punish, just two podcasters like us to say that these are important games for Nevada. Um, they know the, how important these conference games are. Um, I have 37-24. I just think Nevada, I don't, I'm not going to steamroll them, but I just think Nevada, like, it's also just kind of hard to make a prediction when you don't know who's starting at quarterback. Um, the, uh, the the injury that Cordero had had a timetable of 10 to 30 days it was undisclosed so no one I don't I don't think anyone um, outside of the situation knows what the injury officially is um, but I just think Nevada I think Nevada's offense is going to keep rolling um, I don't think we're going to see any of that hangover type effect um I hope Dubs looks good. I'm not expecting too much out of him. Like, what? What's a good baseline for Dubs? Like in terms of yards, like 50, 60 yards. I would say fifty-five to seventy yards, somewhere in between this. So maybe like a four for sixty performance, four for seventy, okay. five for seventy, six for seventy, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah. So that's where I'm kind of at with um, him, and I think Nevada's currently fourteen and a half point favorites. So you and I are predicting. Hawaii to both cover that, which means Nevada might win by 28 now. Just like, I'm just kidding, but. <laughs> Could work. Who knows? You never you never want to be on the right side of Do you have prediction. any more play, like, premonition predictions? Um, like, we had, you know, had predicted, like, Nevada or against Kansas State that there might be, like, a 60-yard play on, like, one of the first play of the game. you have I'm any, like, gonna... weird, like – Weird premonitions that happens. You know, I think uh, I'm gonna go. Toatawa scores a touchdown from at least 15 yards out. I don't know if that's the that's, most bold that's one. That's not a big. I'll say at least 25. I'll say 25. 25 yard scamper to the end zone minimum. Okay. I'll go Toatawa. I'm 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 not expecting huge huge plays this weekend. But I think a sound performance on both sides. Maybe Tower Tower can help me shout it out. I have one. Let's hear it. Um, Carson Strong will have at least 
two pooch punts. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing me back to those 2019 days. There was a play that surfaced social media where, um, like, I think it was Nate Cox, like, booted it with his, like, there was a bad snap and Nate oh, Cox yeah. booted it with his left foot. They were like, yeah, he's 6'9", he can run, throw, and punt. <laughs> Lovely. Or something like that. Yeah, CBS Sports was all over that one. Um, but that was that was pretty funny. Um, but I, I predict Strong will have at least two two pooch punts. Um, I think that might have to change my prediction, doesn't it? In a way, I don't know. Thirty-seven. That's a high number for two pooch punts. I don't know. Maybe maybe Nevada has the ball a lot more. Who knows? I wonder but if there's I... a stat that like correlates like pooch punts with like points per game. <laughs> I don't know. No, I feel like Nevada or I mean, like. Obviously, like a state, a staple of their op, not offense, but staple of their special teams has been like strong slash Ty Ganji slash any of the other other quarterbacks under Matt Mummy and Norvell, uh, pooch punting at certain points, like when they're on like the forty-five yard line. It's like nope, too too long for a uh, Dalton, but <laughs> we don't want to bring Diaz out here and hit him. He get a touchback. Like I don't. No, I like it. I like where your head's staying in that pooch regard. Punts. Um, and a fan runs in, onto the field. Lovely, lovely. Actually, I'd love no, to see that's that. Not, one. That's not a, that's not a good premonition. We'll cut <laughs> that. Uh, I don't think there there wasn't any that I saw in, in the first two games, but hopefully that stays that way. Yeah. I'm um, with you. anything else you'd like to add, man? No, sir. One more thing: Nevada basketball will be having their uh, will be having an open practice. Um. On Saturday at two thirty, from two thirty to five thirty, I will be there. Um, I can't wait to see what this team has in store for the season. Um, I think it was that Corey Bennett uh, said that one of the assistant coaches, Corey Bennett, said that like Nevada has one of the deepest teams that he's seen. Like he's been with Alford, um, he compared it to, like the Indiana days, and he said that like Nevada has like eight starters, which is like true. Like this is a really deep team, man. Like if you think about it, like Daniel Foster started eight games. Eight games. True. If you were to put, if you were to power rank like Nevada's best players, he might be like eighth or ninth. That's wild. Yeah. Man. The depth is crazy, man. Yeah. The depth is crazy. I mean, like you said, I'm, I'm excited. I won't even be there, and I'm excited, so I can only imagine. <laughs> um. Thank you for listening. Give us a five star rating, like and subscribe. Um, we will see you guys next week.